2: No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
0: Welcome to Classic Comedy of Old Time Radio. I'm your host, Ron Eckelbarger. Today we get to listen to the 46th episode of My Favorite Husband, entitled Liz in the Hospital, which originally aired on May 27th, 1949. In every marriage, there is one member of the weaker sex and one of the stronger. The stronger member does the protecting, looking after the frailer, more delicate partner. Well, as we look in on the Coopers, it's early morning, and the more delicate member of the family is still in bed, tucked under the covers. And the strong one has just gotten up, closed the window, turned on the heat, and is now standing at the foot of the bed.
3: The room's warm. You can get up now, George. <laughs> oh. Come on now, dear. It's 7.30. Get up.
2: Oh, I don't think I'll get up this morning.
3: All right, George, you just stay there in bed and I'll have Mr. Atterbury bring the bank out here.
2: I don't feel good, Liz. I'm sick. I I can't go to the bank today.
3: Okay, let's have it. Who are you playing golf with?
2: Honest, Liz, I'm really sick.
3: Well, darling, what seems to be the matter?
2: Oh, well, for one thing, every time I move, I, I get a sharp pain in my back.
3: Oh, there it is again. Oh, where do you mean, dear? Show me. Uh, It's right back here. Oh. So that's where my curler went.
2: (laughs) Fine place to have a curler.
3: I'm sorry. I lost two of them last night. Show me, George. Which vertebrae has the Tony?
2: (laughs) Very funny. Oh, my my throat's sore, too. I, I can hardly swallow.
3: Let me see your throat. No, Oh, don't be such a baby. Let me see your throat. Maybe I can find my other
1: curler.
4: Oh, my throat. Oh, oh,
3: George, don't pay any attention to it. My throat's a little sore every morning. Yeah, well, that's because you talk
2: so much. Well. Oh, why don't you just go away and leave
3: me alone? Oh. Oh, honey, I'm sorry. I didn't realize you felt so bad. Would you like to have breakfast in bed, hmm? Well, all
2: right. All right. Just some warm milk and dry toast. Nothing more.
3: Nothing more,
2: huh? I I doubt if I can choke that down.
3: Well, you stay under the covers and keep warm. I'll go see about your breakfast. Oh, I feel
2: awful.
3: morning, Katie. Good morning, Mrs. Cooper. I'd like a tray to take up to Mr. Cooper. Well, is he sick? Yes, he's deathly ill and may be gone before I get back upstairs. (laughs) Oh, he's got a little cold, huh? Yes. You know how George is. One sniffle, he's got the flu, two sniffles, he's got pneumonia, and three sniffles, he's going to leave his body to science.
4: (laughs) such babies when
3: they're sick. My first husband, Clarence, was like that. First he thought he had a cold, and he thought he had pneumonia, and then we buried him.
4: <laughs> buried
3: him? Yes, he thought he was dead.
4: <laughs>
3: oh, Katie. Well, I don't know if George is faking or not. All he wants for breakfast is some warm milk and dry toast.
2: Liz? Yes, dear? I think I could swallow a little coffee to go with that milk and toast.
3: Oh, all right, dear. He thinks he can swallow a little coffee, too. Uh, Yes, ma'am, some coffee.
4: Liz! Yes, George?
2: Maybe I could force
4: down
3: a little bacon with that coffee and melted buttered toast. How'd that toast get buttered?
4: (laughs) Well, all right, dear.
3: He can force down a little bacon, Katie. Uh, Yes, ma'am.
4: How much? Four slices (laughs)
3: Apparently, baby is able to sit up and take a little nourishment. Well... Yes, dear. Sunny side up or scramble? Scramble. George, are you sure you want bacon, eggs, toast, coffee, and warm milk? Aren't you too sick to eat all that?
2: Yeah, you're right, I am. Uh, You better forget the warm milk.
3: I thought so. You certainly did all right with that breakfast, George.
2: Oh, I'm feeling a little better.
3: Well, then maybe you can get up and go to work. Oh, my throat. Oh, Oh, your throat, my foot. Honest, Liz, I got a bad sore throat. A guy
2: can still be hungry.
3: (laughs) All right, Camille. (laughs) I believe you. I'll call Dr. Stevenson.
2: Oh, no, now, there's no no need to waste money on a doctor, Liz. I'll,
3: I'll be all right. Now, George, you're not going to be a baby about having a doctor, are you? What'll Uncle Bill say?
4: <laughs>
2: Never mind being smart.
3: Look, George, either you're sick and I'll call the doctor, or you're well and you'll get up and go to work. Now, let's see. It's It's early. I'll call him at home. That's funny, there's no dial tone.
5: Hey, who else is on the phone,
4: huh? Whoever else is on,
5: will you please hang up, big ears?
3: (laughs) Darn it, that Brooklyn blabbermouth is on our party line as usual. And she's liable to stay on there all day. Yeah. I always tell her there's something wrong with you when I want to get her off the line. Well, this time it's true. Hello. Are you still using the phone?
5: No. Now the receiver's stuck to my ear and I can't get it off. <laughs> Do you mind hanging yourself up, please?
3: Look, let me use the phone for a minute. It's an emergency.
5: Always with you it's an emergency. What is it? Were you touching up your hair and ran out of mercuricrome? chrome? <laughs>
3: Miss, my husband is sick. I want to call the doctor. Well,
5: why is it this time, hey? A broken arm like yesterday or a broken leg like the day before? Uh,
3: uh, we think it may be his appendix.
5: His appendix? You told me he just had it out last week. What are you going to do, put it back in again? Well, has he got it on a string like a yo-yo?
3: Look, I'll ask you once more. Will you let me use the phone? I have an important call to make.
5: Well, I happen to be making an important call myself.
3: I don't hear anyone else on the line.
5: Naturally. I haven't decided yet which important call I'm going to make.
3: Oh. I'll be right back, George. I'm going next door and call up. Hey, Dr. Stevenson. Here's the doctor, George.
0: Well, how's the. Liz, am I too late?
3: No, he's hiding under the sheet. <laughs> he pulled it over his head himself. Come on out, George. We know where you are.
2: Hello, Doctor. I never felt better in my life.
0: Well, Liz told me you had a pretty sore throat, George.
3: Go ahead, Doctor. Examine him. Coke one of those long white sticks down his throat.
0: Ah, George. Open wide and say, ah. Mm <clears> mm. <throat> Liz, come on, you'll have to help me
3: Oh, he's an impossible baby, George
0: Now hold your mouth open while I slip this stick between his teeth
3: Oh, I got it There we are Oh, oh, oh
0: George, George,
3: open your mouth I want to take the stick out Mm -mm. Uh, Well, at least open it long enough to spit out my fingers Oh, boy, what a bite
0: Oh, I'm afraid it's no use, Liz
3: George, you're wasting Dr. Stevenson's time and our money. Now, there's nothing to letting him look down your throat. Here, I'll let him do it to me. You just open your mouth like this.
4: Ah. And I
0: look down your throat like this. See,
3: George, there's nothing to it. Now, let him... Just a
0: minute, Liz. What? Let me look down your throat again. (laughs) What for? I want to take another look.
3: Look, he's your patient, doctor. Just take care of him. Give him some medicine. Give him a shot.
0: There's nothing wrong with him, Liz. Let me look at your throat. Well,
3: goodbye, doctor. Thanks a lot for coming over. You
0: come back here. Open up.
1: Oh.
0: <laughs> Liz, I told you this would happen someday. Your tonsils don't look good.
3: Well, that's all right. Hardly anybody ever sees them.
0: You have a very bad throat. I'll have to operate first thing in the morning.
3: Operate? Tomorrow morning? And you want me there? <laughs>
0: Well, as long as we're taking out your tonsils, it'll make it easier.
3: Well, all right. Oh, I I can't make it tomorrow morning, Doctor. I just remembered I'm seeing someone off on a train. Who? Me.
0: Never mind that, young lady. I'll make the arrangements with the hospital, and I'll see you in the morning. is going to the hospital this morning to have her tonsils out and we find her in surprisingly gay spirits. Mm. Mm. Liz, I thought you
2: were going to pack. Why are you sitting on the edge of the bed staring out into space? We'll be late.
3: I was just thinking, George. I've had these tonsils all my life and this is the first time they've been bad. I ought to give them another chance. They mean well.
4: (laughs) Now,
2: stop that. They're coming out this morning.
3: Oh, you're so brave with my operation. (laughs) Would you mind leaving the room, George? I'd like these last few minutes alone with my tonsils.
2: (laughs) Now, cut it out.
3: Oh, don't say that in front of them. (laughs) Are
2: you going to pack or shall I pack for
4: you?
3: I'll pack. I'll pack. Let's see. I'll take my... um... Oh, dear Call the doctor I can't go to the hospital today Why not? I haven't got a thing to wear
4: now, Liz
3: But, you... George All I have is that old bed jacket I wore last year When I had my appendix out And all the nurses have seen me in it Pack it Oh, it's so old I wouldn't be caught dead in that Oh, what a thought
2: don't worry about how you'll look. They'll give you the latest style in hospital gowns.
3: Oh, Keen. A stunning gown of white muslin cut fingertip length with a bare back riff.
2: Come on, quit stalling. I'm
3: not stalling, George. Honest, I'm, I'm dying to go to the hospital. Oh, I said it again.
2: Liz, the longer you sit around brooding, the worse it'll be. Now let's
3: go. No. I'm not going to move until you call Dr. Stevenson. Well, why not? Well... I read that there's only one hospital bed for every three patients, and I want to know who those other two people in bed with me are. Don't be
2: ridiculous.
3: Oh, I'm not going to you call. Maybe he couldn't get a room.
2: All right, I'll call him.
3: Wouldn't it be a shame if that blabbermouth was still on
5: the line? Well,
2: she can't talk all the time.
5: And uh, what do you think, Melanie? <laughs>
2: I beg your pardon.
5: Uh, wait a minute, Melly. The uninvited guest is here. <laughs> what happened, Big Ears? <laughs> your voice is changing.
2: You don't understand. My wife is Big Ears.
3: Well, thanks a lot.
5: Uh, tell me, Mr. Ears, how's your broken leg, your fractured arm, your sprained ankle, and your appendix that's such a hard loser? <laughs>
3: Oh, forget it, George. She hasn't got the decency to hang up when someone's sick.
2: Miss, it's my wife. I have to take her to the hospital for an operation.
5: Oh, why didn't you say so? I'll hang up right away.
3: Anyone with any consideration would get off the phone. Oh, she did. She hung up. She hung up? Yes. What a rotten thing to do.
2: I'm getting you to that hospital. We're late.
3: But you're going over the speed limit.
2: Don't worry. There isn't a cop within a hundred miles of here.
3: No cops, huh?
2: What a mess. This is going to make us later than ever.
3: Over the car, buddy! (laughs) George. George, if he arrested us... I wouldn't be able to get to the hospital at all, would I?
2: Now, don't start anything. You just keep quiet and let me handle this dumb flatfoot. Well, I am terribly sorry, sir, but I think I no, can...
3: Oh, don't try to alibi, George. Officer, we were speeding. Do your duty and take us to jail.
0: Miss, I'm not going to take you to jail, lady. All I do is give you a ticket.
3: For hit-and-run driving?
0: What? Uh, officer, she doesn't
2: know it.
3: I can't stand it any longer, this running away, this hiding from the long arm of the law. Why do you think we were speeding, officer? This is a hot car.
4: Oh, it is? <laughs> and not only
3: that, but you'll find the real owner stuffed in the trunk.
4: <laughs>
3: what is
1: it, pear-shaped?
2: officer. She's hysterical. I'm taking her to the hospital for an operation. That's why I was speeding. Oh, well, in that case, go ahead. Oh, thanks.
3: Well, George, I guess you were right when you said you could handle this dumb flatfoot. Huh? What did he call me? A dumb flatfoot. What are you going to do about it?
0: Nothing. I am a dumb flatfoot. (laughs) What? I must be. I've been a rookie for 30 years
3: great. With all the bulls on the force, I had to pick Ferdinand.
4: Hey, look, mister,
3: you're in a hurry to get to the hospital? Follow me. I'll clear the
4: way. Oh.
1: All right, Mr. Bunker, take room 602. Your doctor will be up in a minute. Now then, what can I do for you?
3: Oh, nothing, we're just browsing (laughs) Uh,
2: Dr. Stevenson made arrangements Uh, The name is Cooper
3: Oh, yes tonsillectomy? No, Elizabeth
2: (laughs) Uh, Liz The name is Mrs. George Cooper I'll handle this, Liz You'd better go up to your room You're a little nervous
3: I am not, I'm not nervous at all Well, you go on up to room 506. But before you go, just sign this application here. What's there to be nervous about, for heaven's sake? There you are. Oh, just a minute. Hmm? Is this your signature? Mrs. George Tonsil?
4: (laughs) Oh, well, I guess I
3: am nervous. It isn't every day I have my Coopers out.
2: This isn't too bad. It's pretty cozy for a hospital room, don't you think?
3: Yes, it's nice and cheerful. Gray walls
1: with a black trim.
2: Now, you're going to be fine. Hmm. And you've got a nice roommate, too. You'll keep an eye on her, won't you, Mrs. Benson?
1: Now, don't worry. I'll keep her spirits up until she goes. (laughs) Until I go. Oh, to the operating room. And I'll be waiting for her if she comes back. (laughs) Tell me, Mrs. O'Dell, how's Digger these days? (laughs) My name is Benchin.
3: Oh.
2: She means well, Liz. Uh, How's the bed, honey? Comfortable?
1: Oh, yes.
3: Soft as a feather. See?
2: (laughs) Well, it's healthy to sleep on a hard mattress. Oh, Sure. Uh, you, you want me to crank up the foot of the bed a little higher?
3: No, thanks. It's all right. Don't bother. No, it's no bother.
1: Don't fight it, dear. Visitors will crank your bed up every time.
3: <laughs> Say when, Liz. Oh, that's fine, George. Thank you, George. When, George...
2: Uh, are your legs too high, dear?
3: No, I always lie with my head between my knees like this.
2: That. Yeah, that's better. Uh, Mrs. Benson, would you like me to crank you
1: up? No, thanks. I've had my handles removed.
4: I always do
1: that. Once someone cranked me up too fast and I got a bad case of the bends. <laughs>
2: Okay. Uh, I'll be right back, Liz. I'm going to see if I can find Dr. Stevenson anyplace.
1: All right, George. Um, What are you uh, in for, Mrs. Benson? No, <laughs> well, I'm just here for my yearly checkup. I have one every six months.
4: <laughs> A
3: yearly checkup every six months? How come?
1: That's how sick I am. <laughs> oh. Well, what did they find? Nothing, darn it. Oh, these doctors. I know I have something terrible wrong with me, but they can't find it. I should have that trouble. (laughs) What was that nurse spraying? Sweet air to keep the room smelling nice? Oh, no, no, no. That's a special concoction they spray every half hour to keep the place smelling like a hospital. (laughs) they do it. mm -hmm. Uh, uh, Tell me, dear, what have you got? I have to have my tonsils out. Oh, tonsils. Why, there's nothing to that operation. It's very minor. Yes,
3: it's it's nothing at all. Did you have more than one doctor check
1: them? Oh, no. Well, they're your tonsils. (laughs) But if I were you, I'd have at least two other doctors check them.
3: Oh, well, Dr. Stevenson is one of the best men in the city. Once you're on that
1: table, it's so long, Charlie.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, he, he did take just a peek. I had this identical conversation with the woman across the hall in 509. Have two other doctors check, I said, but she wouldn't listen to me. <laughs> That's her. She sounds much better. Better. Compared to this morning, she's laughing.
3: That does it. I'm getting out of here. Where'd they put my clothes? They keep them in a locker
1: down the hall. Well,
3: I'll find them. See you later, Mary Sunshine.
1: Uh,
4: honey? Yeah?
1: Hold your gown closed.
4: Oh, that's... Uh,
1: uh, just a minute, just a minute here
3: What are you doing out of bed? Well, uh, I'll tell you, nurse I uh, Being in bed all day makes you want to sort of get up and jump around <laughs> Yes,
1: well, you shouldn't be jumping around in your condition
3: Now you go right in there and get back in bed Oh, wait a minute, not in there, that's the wrong room well, No, it isn't You're Mrs. Johnson, aren't you? No, I'm, uh, is Mrs. Johnson having her tonsils out? No, no, Mrs. Johnson is almost ready to go home Shake hands with Mrs. Johnson. You're certainly
1: acting funny. I'll have to ask your regular nurse about you. Oh, well, I'll, I'll be all right now. Oh, good. Now, get in bed. Yes, there we are. Now, I have a
3: visitor for you. Oh, wait a minute. I, I don't want to see any visitors. Oh, nonsense. I'll bring him right
4: in.
3: Oh, great. <laughs> if it's Mr. Johnson, he's going to have a surprise of his
1: life.
4: Here we are, Mrs.
1: Johnson. Here he is.
4: go... <laughs>
1: Oh no, It's a baby! Why, certainly, Mrs. Johnson. He's yours. Well, take him away.
3: Why? Well, they shouldn't allow a little baby like that in a hospital. It, it might catch something. Oh, we're very careful. My, he's a big, beautiful boy.) <laughs>
1: his hair is red, just like yours.
3: Now, now where would a baby like that get a henna rinse?
5: Uh Tell me, tell me, Mrs. Johnson, does he look like his father? You got me.
4: So, here, take him. I don't want him.
3: Why, Mrs. Johnson... He's been lying in the nursery all day, and now he wants to come to you for a change. Well, why didn't they do that before he left the nursery? (laughs) Look, nurse, he's cute, but I've got troubles of my own. Well, I'm sorry, but I have other things to do. I'll be back later. Here. No, no, wait a minute. Oh, this is swell. (laughs) You've got troubles. I have to convince George that you're a tonsil.
2: (laughs) Liz, there you are.
3: What are you doing in here? George, before you start anything, I've got something to tell you. (laughs)
5: The patient is regaining consciousness,
0: Doctor. Oh, fine, fine. Let me take a look.
5: The worst
3: is over, isn't it, Doctor?
0: Yes, it was just a case of shock. George will be all right. (laughs) Come on, Liz. Let's take your tonsils out. My favorite husband has been presented through the worldwide facilities of the United States Armed Forces Radio and Television Service. Join us next Monday for another episode of My Favorite Husband, and please come back on Wednesday for our next episode of The Pepsodent Show, starring Bob Hope. Please send your questions and comments to host at classiccomedyotr.com. So, until Wednesday, ponder the words of Steve Martin, who said, I like a woman with a head on her shoulders. I hate necks.